This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 188. So being that today is Sunday, September 26, 2021, as usual, I'm covering the weekly news and rumors roundup from the big four rumor sites of Canon Rumors, Nikon Rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over to Canon Rumors and see what they have for us this week. Let's do this! First up, what's next for the Canon Cinema EOS line? Things have been relatively quiet in the Cinema EOS space from Canon as they marketed the heck out of the Canon EOS R3 for the last several months. There was an expectation that Canon would make a big splash at NAB 2021, but that show has been canceled and won't return until April 23rd through the 27th of 2022 in Las Vegas, Nevada. This change may have an impact on when Canon announces new Cinema EOS gear. What is coming for Cinema EOS? The Canon Cinema EOS C300S is supposed to be an 8K Super 35mm camera, 8K 60p, 4K 120p in all modes, backside illuminated sensor stacked 3.2 microns, 8K DGO sensor, dual pixel autofocus, 16 stops of dynamic range in DGO mode, 10 millisecond readout in 8K DGO mode, dual digit DV8 image processors. Then we have the Canon Cinema EOS C500S, 8K full frame at 60p, 4K at 120p in all modes, backside illuminated stacked 4.65 micron 8K DGO sensor, dual pixel autofocus, 17 plus stops of dynamic range in DGO mode, 10 millisecond readout in 8K DGO mode, dual digit DV8 image processors. Then we have the Canon Cinema EOS C700DR, 4K full frame, 4K at 240p in fast mode, 4K 180p in WDR mode. Backside illuminated stacked 9.6 micron 4K WDR sensor, 20 plus stops of dynamic range in WDR mode, 5 millisecond readout in 4K WDR mode, dual digit 8 Uh, DV8 image processors. Then for lenses, we have the Canon RF Mount Cinema Prime lenses, the RF 14mm T1.5, the RF 18mm T1.5, the 24mm T1.3, the 35mm 1.3, the 50mm 1.3, the 85 1.3, and the RF 100 and 135, both at T1.5. The upcoming Canon EOS 5 uh, R5C was never part of this announcement cycle, and I didn't, I don't expect to see that camera until quarter one of 2022 at the very earliest. So it looks like even though their announcements have been delayed a bit, Canon does have some really, really awesome stuff in the pipeline for the 
Cinema EOS line, but we'll have to wait and see when these are going to be officially announced and when they'll be available for pre-order. Next up, Canon has released an interactive brochure for the Canon EOS R3. While we wait for Canon to make available the manual and white paper for the R3, they have provided this thorough interactive PDF for the king of Canon's mirrorless lineup. The Canon EOS R3 is expected to begin shipping near the end of November 2021. The first round of shipments likely won't fulfill all of the pre-orders, as the camera has proved to be a quite popular among shooters just going by the pre-order numbers. You can pre-order the Canon EOS R3 for $5,999. You can also pre-order the iCup ERHE for $48, the Canon ADE1 multifunction shoe adapter for $39, the Canon STE10 speedlight transmitter for $119, the Canon DME1D stereo microphone for $299, and the Canon AD-P1 Android smartphone link adapter for $69. And you can find the links to pre-order all of those items in the show notes for this episode as usual. Next up, stock notice, the Canon RF 100mm f2.8 LIS USM macro at the Canon USA store. The Canon USA store has stock of the hard-to-find RF 100mm f2.8 LIS USM macro lens. This is the world's first medium telephoto macro lens with a maximum magnification of 1.4 times. It has high image quality and bright fixed f2.8 aperture telephoto macro RF lens. Optical image stabilizer with up to five stops of shape correction. It has hybrid IS compensation for angular and uh, shift camera shake during macro shooting. High speed, smooth and quiet autofocus with dual nano USM. Control ring for direct setting changes, dust and weather resistant and a fixed focal length of 100 millimeters. You can order that lens for $1,399 at the Canon USA online store. So if you want to get with that lens, head on over there. I am hoping to pick one up eventually for myself. I did have the EF 100mm f2.8 L IS USM macro lens, and I would love to replace it with this one since I did part with mine a while back when I was getting my medium format gear. And last up from Canon Rumors for this week, Jeff Cable talks about what it's like to shoot with the Canon EOS R3 as a pro. Dan Havlick at Digital Photo Pro had the chance to interview Jeff Cable, probably the most talked about Canon shooter at the Tokyo Olympic Games, for his work with the Canon EOS R3. Jeff gives a pretty glowing review of the R3 experience, but without the marketing speak, as there were a few things such as the eye-controlled AF that didn't hit the mark all the time. Question, how was the eye-control autofocus feature on the R3? Jeff, eye-control worked well, but there were some environments where it was more was it where it was more effective for me. I tried it a couple of times at press conferences and it was great. For instance, when Katie Ledke is standing in front of me, I want her face in focus. Eye control AF made it easy to lock in. During some sports, though, the eye control AF wasn't locking in fast enough for what I wanted, so I turned it off and went to back button focus. 
Mostly, though, I didn't have the time to learn it well enough to use it during the Olympics. I'd like to spend more time experimenting with it. It's something I'm dying to use for my event photography. Like myself, I do wonder why the Canon EOS R3 isn't dual CF Express slots. I think the market that will buy this camera is okay with spending more on fast memory cards. Next question, what is the one thing you liked least about the R3? Jeff, the SD card slot is slow. I was shooting RAW plus JPEG to both the CF Express card and the SD card since I couldn't easily open the R3's RAW files yet and needed the JPEGs. Some people don't know this, but shooting RAW plus JPEG slows the camera down more than shooting two RAWs because the camera has to process the image twice. Next question, what's one thing that surprised you about the R3? Jeff, I like that you can turn on a simulated noise that makes the R3 sound like it has a DSLR shutter. The R5 and R6 don't have that. I wanted that audible feedback with the R3. You can go completely silent and it's a little disconcerting to a DSLR shooter, especially because there's no blackout. On the other hand, if I'm shooting a bar mitzvah or a wedding, I don't want that sound so I can turn it off and go completely stealth. You can check out the rest of the interview at the Digital Photo Pro at the accompanying link in this article in the show notes. All right, so a short week for Canon rumors this week, and to be honest, a short week for Nikon rumors as well. But let's head on over to Nikon rumors and cover the three new stories we have from them. First up, the latest news on the upcoming Luminar Neo, Capture 122, Photo Raw 2022, and Exposure X7 photo editing software. Skylum has revealed some additional features of the upcoming Luminar Neo pre-order options. New customers, Luminar customers, Aurora customers, there's accompanying links for all of those. Layers let you effortlessly combine two or more images and manipulate them to achieve your desired effect. The Portrait Background Removal AI allows you to remove an unwanted background from your portrait in seconds thanks to its AI. Relight AI is a tool for controlling the light in your photo based on image depth as determined by the AI software, allowing you to easily and effortlessly fix photos that need fill lighting. Mask AI allows you to easily detect and select elements of your photo for precise control over how tools are applied. Sky Enhancer AI precisely adjusts the color and exposure of the sky and clouds. Accent AI balance exposure and color before Relight AI to create appealing contrast. Portrait Bokeh AI adjusts the depth of an image and control background blurring. New Luminar Neo engine in the background. The new version of Capture 22 is coming soon. If you buy Capture 21 now, you will get version 22 for free once it is released in December. Use code PHOTORUMORS for 10% off. Some of the new features in the new Capture 122 will be new panorama, uh, panorama stitching tool and new HDR merging tool. Photo Raw 2022 by On1 is now officially released. Use code Nikon Rumors for 10% off. Here are some of the new features. New Sky Swap AI, new time lapse creation, integration of On1 No Noise AI, new Photoshop plugin host, new retooled export, New line mask tool, new backup and restore, new favorites in browse, customizable thumbnails, gesture support, and Apple Silicon Native, which is exciting. Now we have 
More new features were revealed from the upcoming Exposure N, or I mean X7 software. This is, let's see, for, it looks like it's from the Night Collection. FOA editing deal and coupon codes. Oh, they didn't give us anything more on that. So I guess that is it. Nothing big for Exposure X7. Uh, but there are some deals and coupon codes. 30% off DXO Nick Collection 4. 15% off Topaz Lab products with code Rumors 15. 10% off On One products with code Nikon Rumors. $10 off Skylum products with code Nikon Rumors. 10% off Capture One products with code uh, Photo Rumors. And $60 off Topaz, Lab, Topaz Labs image quality bundle. So a lot of savings there. If you are in need of any of those programs, if you've been thinking about picking one up, now is the time to do it. Next up, the latest Nikon savings and rebates, US, UK, and Germany. Nikon introduced new savings in the UK where you can get up to 180 euros off on select cameras, mirrorless, and DSLR. In Germany, you can get a $200 trade-in bonus on the Nikon D850 and D780 cameras. The new Nikon ZFC camera is also discounted in Germany until the end of September. And you, there's links here for Amazon Denmark, Calumet, and Photo Earnhardt. In the U.S. for the month of September, Nikon only discounted three Nikkor F-mount lenses. The Nikkor AFS 35mm F1.8 GED, $50 off. The Nikon AF-S Nikkor 85mm F1.4 G for $150 off. And the Nikon AF-S Nikkor 105mm F1.4 EED at $200 off. Also, the Nikon Z camera with the 24-70 lens is now $3,096.95 after a $300 discount. So, definitely a bit of savings there for those of you that are looking to pick up some new Nikon gear. And last up from Nikon rumors for this week, Nikon released firmware updates for the Coolpix P950 and P1000 cameras. Today, Nikon released firmware updates for the Coolpix P950 and P1000 cameras with a single fix. Quote, fixed an issue that caused horizontal lines to appear in pictures taken with subject tracking in continuous H mode. You can download the firmware for either of these cameras at the accompanying links, which are included in the show notes for this episode. The Nikon Coolpix 950 and 1000 cameras have been out of stock for months now with Adorama and B&H Photo. Gray market versions are in stock at B&H and Amazon. And that's going to wrap up Nikon rumors for this uh, week. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break and then I'll be right back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes and links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. And now we're headed on over to Fuji Rumors. He has quite a bit of news and rumors for us this week. So that'll help with uh, Canon and Nikon's rumor sites being a little bit short in the stories this week. 
First up, Fujifilm GFX 100S in stock at Moment and Adorama. At, after Adorama here, now also the official Fujifilm retailer Moment has the Fujifilm GFX 100S also available at this link. Now, I am a Fujifilm GFX 100S shooter myself. This is the owner of Fuji Rumors, not myself. I haven't been able to afford to get one yet. So I might be a bit biased, but to everyone who has the budget and is out there looking for the best image quality, then just get one and enjoy its power. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and rub it in. Thanks a lot, guy. <laughs> Next up, DP Review TV, best camera and lens for portraits. Dream combo is Fujifilm GFX 100S with the GF 110 F2. The XS10 with the 56 1.2 best below $2,000. DP Review TV published a video about their favorite camera and lens combination for portraits at different price points. Before we get to their top picks, a few thoughts. In all combos below $3,000, DP Review TV picked third-party AF lenses to couple with Sony, Canon, or Panasonic bodies. This just shows how precious third-party autofocus lenses for a system are as they help to keep the overall cost down by offering at the same time good image quality. Only for Fujifilm, who won the sub-$2,000 category, DP Review TV went with the Fujifilm XS10 and native Fujinon lens, the XF56 1.2, which according to our sources, will get a refresh in 2022. By the way, that lens was one of my reliable and trusted workhorses at the recent wedding I shot. Overall, this denotes that Fujifilm has made or just made a terrific error to close their mount for so long, an error that they finally fixed better late than never. Also, APS-C dominates the sub-2K segment, showing that this sensor size and lenses just offers a terrific value for the money. For bigger budgets below 10K, the Fujifilm GFX 100S wins coupled with the Fujinon GF 110 F2. And if money was no issue at all, they'd still get the GFX. It's simply the best of the best. If you value, if you value also features like autofocus, eye detection, and other advantages a modern digital camera can offer. With that said, here are DP Review TV's top picks. Under $1,000, the Canon M50 Mark II with the Sigma 56mm f1.4 DC-DN Contemporary. Two, the Sony A6100 with the Sigma 30mm f1.4 DC-DN Contemporary. Under $2,000, the Fujifilm XS10 with the Fujinon XF 56mm f1.2. Under $3,000, the Sony A7C with the Sigma 85 1.4 DGDN. Number two, the Panasonic S5 with the Sigma 85 f1.4 DGDN. Under $5,000, difficult to pick Canon R series as there are not really nice mid range options and the better lens options are too expensive and break the budget. The Nikon Z72 with the Nikkor Z85 F1.8S. Under $10,000, the Fujifilm GFX 100S with the GF 110 F2, awesome choice, favorite portrait lens. The camera is light and compact and has all the image quality you could ever ask for. Number two, the Canon EOS R5 with the Canon RF 85mm F1.2. Dream combo, if money was not an issue, would still be the GFX 100S with the GF 110 F2. That is still the best overall choice. 
So there you have it from Chris and Jordan from DP Review TV. Those guys are great guys, and I really enjoy watching their videos. They're very funny, and they're very informative. Next up, TT Artisan 40mm f2.8 macro, available now for $114. The new TT Artisan 40mm f2.8 is now available for $114 at Amazon US. Here, free shipping and directly at TT Artisan here, $99 for the lens plus $24 shipping to the USA. You can also get it at Amazon UK and Amazon DE as well for $119, $99 for the lens plus $20 shipping to the US, uh, to the US at Pergear. Standard macro lens, lightweight, compact, full metal body with the weight only 371 grams. Excellent at close distances. The 40 millimeter 2.8 is an 80 millimeter equivalent macro lens, 35 millimeter equivalent focal length for micro four thirds, providing an all in one solution for normal portrait shooting as well as macro photography. One times magnification, the 40mm f2.8 offers a 1 to 1 life size maximum magnification along with a 17cm minimum focusing distance. Manual focus design along with focus distance and depth of field scales aids in precise focusing control. Optical design, its optical system consists of eight elements in seven groups. Bright F2.8 maximum aperture suits working in a variety of lighting conditions and also contributes to the sleek form factor. An 11-blade diaphragm contributes to smooth and pleasing bokeh quality. The clicked aperture ring is stepped with the right amount of resistance and click marking on full stops from f2.8 to f16. The clicks are very light and just enough to let you know that you've changed your aperture setting. It has a multi-layer coating by reducing the impact of flare and ghosting effects in your pictures while ensuring excellent image quality and contrast from the center to the periphery. It offers crystal clear sharp image quality. You can find samples at the dedicated Amazon US TT Artisan F40 millimeter or 40 millimeter F2.8 page. And that is definitely one intriguing 40 millimeter lens. So if you're interested in something like that, head on over to any one of those retailers and pick up a copy for yourself. Next up, Fujifilm Gear 2021 in stock check, and it doesn't look all that good. Fujifilm has definitely not been lazy and has announced tons of gear in 2021. However, most of it is hard to find. I was extremely lucky as I grabbed the last available XF 27mm f2.8 RWR in my local store on the first day the lockdown ended and I could finally leave my micro village and drive to the stores in the city nearby. And for the Fujifilm GFX 100S, I had to wait only five months. But how does the situation look like now? Down below, the stock check of all gear announced in 2021. The GFX 100S Adorama has a few samples in stock. No other store listed below has the GFX 100S available. The store moment expects availability on October 15th. So you have the GFX 100S at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment, but at the moment, Adorama is the only one that actually has any. The GF 80mm F1.7, a limited number of Fuji's latest speed monster, is available at Amazon US. 
The lens is in stock also at Focus Camera. The Fujinon GF 80mm 1.7 is expected to be in stock in two to four weeks at B&H Photo. Adorama just says coming soon. Moment expects it for October 21st. The GFX 50S Mark II, it was originally planned to ship by the end of September, but Fujifilm issued an official delivery delay notice for the GFX 50S II with the GF 35-70 kit. So let's see this how this will change things. So far, all stores expect the body-only version as well as the kit version to be available on October 21st. The GF 35-70, F45-56, so far, stores expect it to ship on November 30th. Only Adorama is slightly more optimistic and gives us November 20th as a shipping start. The XE4, it's on back order everywhere, and the situation seems to be rather dramatic as B&H Photo and Amazon US even stopped accepting pre-orders on it. You can still order it at Adorama. The XF70 to 300 F4 to 5.6, it is back ordered everywhere. The only time indications we get comes from Amazon US, who expects stock around October 20th, and Moment, who is more optimistic and hopes to be able to ship some samples on October 3rd. The XF 27mm F2.8 RWR, this is the one lens every X shooter should own, and I own it, but you can't buy it at the moment as it is unavailable everywhere. Amazon US even gave up and stopped taking pre-orders on it for now. The X-T30 Mark II, it is expected to ship on October 21st. The XF 33mm F1.4 RLMWR is supposed to start shipping on September 29th, but pre-orders are already high and forced Fujifilm to issue an official delivery delay notice. Now it is expected to ship on October 21st. The XF 23mm F1.4 RLMWR is expected to ship on November 30th. And the 18, XF 18mm F1.4 RLMWR, good news, this one is in stock everywhere. So a little bit of uh, silver lining around the clouds there. Next up, Fujifilm Manager talks XF 33mm F1.4 and the XF 23 1.4 quote, fit for the future of Fujifilm X-Series. An interview with Japanese Fujifilm manager Mr. Yuno has published what has been published at Japanese YouTube channel. We rely on the automatic Google translation tool, but don't worry, you'll uh, you'll sp we'll spare you the pain, and I went through it for you. <laughs> he needs to uh, spell check his documents here. You can see a summary down below. If any Japanese FR reader would like to sum it up for us in the comments, feel free to do so. We'd very much appreciate it. Summary, the XF18 1.4 is a second-generation lens fit for the future of X-Series. The XF23 and 33 follow the same concept. Remove aberration and optimize for high resolution with two spherical lenses and three ED lenses. Linear motor for fast and accurate autofocus. Solid build and weather sealed. Number of lenses has increased to 15. The XF23 can focus as close as 19 centimeters. When you focus that close, the background is very blurry. Both lenses have very smooth bokeh. Also, the 33 1.4 has creamy bokeh. The XF35 and 33, it's two millimeter difference and 
and at angle of view, it's a lot of difference. It doesn't make much sense to compare them. Pick the lens based on your preferences as the lenses have different characteristics. The XF35 stays in the lineup, not discontinued. The 23mm is the king of snap lenses, 33mm, a bit more compressed look. And you can check out that video from YouTube. It'll be in the show notes for this article in this week's episode. Next up, Fujifilm X100V wins IDEA Award 2021 Bronze Award. The Fujifilm X100V won the Bronze Award at IDEA 2021. You can get the Fujifilm X100V at B&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, and Focus Camera. Press release, the high-end compact digital camera, the Fujifilm X100V won the Bronze Award of the world-famous IDEA Awards. Ultra-short ultra throw projector and instant camera, check, selected as finalists. So that is some exciting news for Fujifilm that that camera has won that award. Next up, Fujifilm X-Series and GFX System Digital Camera Control SDK version 1.22 now available. Uh, Let's see. It is compatible with the Fujifilm GFX 50S2 as published. The Fujifilm Digital Camera Control Software Development Kit was launched back in April. Uh, let's see, what is SDK and camera compatibility list? The Fujifilm X-Series GFX System Digital Camera Control Software Development Kit. Uh, let's see here, will help experienced software developers accommodate the functionality of Fujifilm X and GFX Series cameras into any applications that are currently being developed for computers using Windows or Mac OS operating system. With this SDK, developers will be able to automatically uh, initiate the transfer of images and remotely access the basic controls of any compatible Fujifilm mirrorless digital camera. Information regarding the conversion of the raw image data contained in Fujifilm's proprietary RAF files is not provided with this SDK. For individuals, please note using this SDK to connect to or control any compatible Fujifilm camera will void the camera's limited product warranty. Therefore, we recommend that only experienced software developers and qualified technicians download and use this SDK for development. Download is subject to the terms of the software development kit and user license agreement. Compatibility for cameras, the Fujifilm X-T3, X-T4, X-Pro3, X-S10 firmware version 2.0 or later, the GFX50S, the GFX50R, the GFX100, the 100S, and the GFX50S2. Interface, USB connecting a camera and a computer directly, TCP IP network via a Wi-Fi access point. The GFX50S is not compatible with TCP IP network connection for firmware version 1.0 and 1.01. Operating systems, Windows 10, Windows 8, Windows 7, Mac OS Big Sur, Catalina, Mojave, High Sierra, and Sierra. And that is it for that particular article. And we'll move on and get the last article from Fuji Rumors before we move on to Sony Alpha Rumors. Last up for this week, the Fujinon G or XF 23mm F1.4 RLMWR pre-orders now also on Amazon US. It took Amazon a while, but the Fuji... Fujinon XF23 1.4 RLMWR is now available for pre-order also at Amazon US. Shipping is expected to start on November 30th if things go according to plan. If everything goes well, and that's a big if, 
The other lens announced recently, the Fujinon XF33 1.4, should start shipping on October 21st. And now we head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors to wrap up this week. First up, report, Sony has finally opened a crack in the sports segment. Uh, let's see. Reports are that the Tokyo Olympics 2020, Sony has opened a hole in the two strongest systems of Canon and Nikon in the professional market. News camera. It seems that the usage rate of Sony machines at the Tokyo Olympics was 20 to 30 percent. An interview with Mr. Masaki Hoshima, Deputy General Manager of Sony Camera Division, is also posted, and he commented that A9 has begun to gradually spread to professionals and the results are being produced. Sony has evolved by meeting the expectations of professionals who have strict demands and the developed functions can be reflected in general purpose models and smartphones, and the brand power will be enhanced by professional use. It is technically not inferior to SLR cameras, and there is a growing need for video, so Sony is confident that it will be able to take advantage of its strengths. A few days ago, the Business Journal published an interesting article about whether Canon could catch up with Sony in the future, and Petapixel also published a report shooting 50-megapixel Olympic photos at 30 frames per second. In summary, Sony broke the Nikon-Canon duopoly, and there is a chance that at the next Olympics, Sony Alphas will be the most used system by sports photographers. Now, I disagree there. Um, I think it is great that Sony is breaking into the Olympics uh, with their cameras. They do have some fantastic cameras, but... I don't think they're going to be the most used system by sports photographers by the time the next Olympic Games roll around. Canon and Nikon have dominated the Olympics forever. But it is, like I said, good to see that Sony has finally cracked into that particular venue with their cameras. Next up, you can now pre-order the new TT Artisan 40mm f2.8 macro lens, which I mentioned in an earlier article on Fuji Rumors. There are some sample images here that look absolutely stunning. And that is it for that article. It's a fairly short one. Next up, Chinese company Higizmos made this new 60mm anamorphic E-mount lens. The Chinese company released a new full-frame anamorphic cinema lens called Great Joe. It's a low-cost 60mm 1.33x anamorphic lens priced at $749. It's made of 13 elements and 10 groups optical structure. No idea if this thing will be sold outside of China as well. And it is a bit of a beast of a lens from looking at the sample images of it in this article. And last up from Sony Alpha Rumors for this week, those are the rumored Sigma 18 to 50 f2.8 DCDN contemporary lens specs. Probably next week, Sigma will announce the new 18 to 50 contemporary lens. Here are the specs: quote 13 elements and 10 groups, minimum shooting distance 12.1 centimeters, wide angle 30 centimeters telephoto, maximum shooting magnification 1 to 2.8, wide angle 1 to 5 telephoto. The filter diameter is 55 millimeters. The size is 65.4 by 74.5 millimeters. E-mount version is 61.6 by 76.5. And the weight is 290 grams via Nokashida. 
All right, and that is going to wrap up all the latest news and rumors for this week. Remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join, which is the name of the host of the show, myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the name of a previous guest on the show to show that you are a listener. Once you are in the group, you are free to post your own original work. I'm also the admin of the Fujifilm GFX 50R group, which is the largest group for the 50R on Facebook. If you own or plan to own the 50R, you can request to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com and forgottenpiecesofpennsylvania.com. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 188 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be getting your podcasts. Also wanted to remind you to stop by on YouTube, check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel, watch the videos, like them, share them, comment on them, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new content drops. And if you'd be so kind, you could do the same for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania. They have their own channels as well. Now, if you do have the ability to do so, and at the moment it's still in a beta, so it's limited as to how many people have access to the app, you could start following me on the new Wisdom app, which is a new social media talk app where you can give presentations and stuff like that, similar to podcasting. Um, you can follow me on there. And uh, it'll be available to the general public, I believe, later on in October. Now, I also wanted to let my listeners know that this coming Thursday's episode will be an interview with the fantastic Dave Kelly of Dave Kelly Artistics. He and I will be talking about the Canon EOS R and a new X-Pen 24 tablet that he's been using to do his photo editing. So you'll definitely want to check out that episode this coming Thursday. All right, that is going to wrap everything up. I want to thank you all again, and I'll see you all again on Thursday.